Hello. Welcome back to Caverncast. I am in my new place, yeah. I am in my new place, uh-huh. I am in my new place. I'm in my new place, uh. I'm in my new place, yeah. I really like it. I have a fridge. That's like a normal thing to have a fridge, but when I moved in, I didn't have a fridge. So now I have a fridge. Facebook Marketplace, 40 bucks. I don't, I, I really don't use Facebook anymore, but I went back on it because I was like, I said to my friend, oh, I have no stuff, so I'm just going to go on Gumtree and get stuff. And he was like, dude, don't go on Gumtree. No one's like, Gumtree is terrible now. No one sells anything on it. It's really bad. And I said, what is my alternative, dear friend? He said, bro, Facebook Marketplace. I was like, damn, bro, I, I didn't think that was a thing. And he was like, bro, it's a thing. Turns out it is a thing. It's a real thing. Um, I have a fridge now. I have a sofa. I have a chair. I have a, I have two desks. And I paid very little money for all of it. Some of, some of it I got for free. And now I have a hair in my mouth. I got that for free as well. Um, swings and roundabouts. But yeah, so I'm, I'm getting there slowly. I have a lot of plants. I'm just, I'm getting there. My birthday's coming up soon and I don't really do birthdays. So I just said to everybody, like, if you want to buy me something, just get me a plant. I'm going to make it into, I'm going to, I'm going to turn this place into a jungle. Anyway, yeah, um, the, the reason is, is because I, I've basically had no furniture for like, for like any house possessions for like a really long time. Um, and I'm, I'm having a good time. I'm having a very good time finally being able to decide for myself what I actually want. Uh, so that's nice. I haven't really done that before. Um, I've never lived on my own own, so... It's cool. I did have um, I did have a friend stay the other night though, who went and bought Cheerios in the morning from the shop below. Oh, I live above a shop, by the way, which is it's nice. They're they're really nice. The people that that work there are really nice. The deliveries at five thirty in the morning though, not the most soothing way to wake up. I've ever had, but I mean, hey, I, you know, I've wanted, I've, I've wanted a morning routine for a while, so there we go. Now I have no choice. Silver linings. Uh, but yeah, he he bought Cheerios, one of the most wonderful breakfast cereals, actually. I love Cheerios, and then so when I when I gave him milk to have with his Cheerios, I suddenly realised. I have no bowls. I have spoons. I have a plate. Uh, no bowls, though. Um, I have a slow cooker, but I don't have bowls. Uh, so we ended up eating Cheerios out of a saucepan. Yeah, this is all kind of to say... I don't, I don't really know how my brain is working, but I'm enjoying finding out what i mean is it's it's definitely not linear um 
right now, or maybe maybe it is, maybe it will be, and it just needs to go through this weird A B F K V N W Z phase to then be able to go A B C D E F G. Does that make sense? Does that? I have I have no idea. So we're gonna find out together. If it's anything like this podcast, I haven't got a hope in hell. I <laughs> um, also forgot how long it takes to sort out internet, so my, my phone data is holding on by a thread, because for some reason, I don't have unlimited data. Because I'm a dickhead. I don't know why. I do. Everybody has unlimited data now, right? I don't. I do need a new phone, though, so maybe I can get that sorted. But we'll see. Irrelevant, though. No, I'm, I'm digressing very quickly. The important thing is that I am getting ever closer to having my creative space ready to create all the content I can for me and for you. Um, in other not-so-good news, I crashed a vehicle for the first time. Um, well, no, not, not for the first time. I've crashed nearly every one of my vehicles, but I claimed I've never crashed. Hmm. I've claimed on insurance for the first time. <laughs> if there was a fly on the wall of my car one day when I was driving back from university, said fly might have seen and heard me belting out. That's what makes you beautiful by One Direction and getting so involved in it and carried away with it that I took off someone's wing mirror. So hypothetically, if that did happen, this would be my karma for it. Basically what happened was I was, dri I, I was driving my van out of a car parking space and there was a car next to me, in the parking space next to me. No one was in the car, but the car was there. And when I went to pull out of my parking space and turn left to leave that establishment, I did so a little too preemptively. And I made very, very close friends with the Mercedes parked next to me. I actually drove off because I thought the sound, the, the massive clunking, was just something falling in my van, which is like a daily occurrence. But as I continued driving, I thought that didn't sound like a van sound. You know, like, you know, that like the spectrum and like genre of sounds that things around you that you experience on a daily basis will sound like, like things that your brain knows. Like if you, if you live in a house of people, subconsciously your mind knows what the sound of each person's footsteps will make. So you know who's walking around. That is a normal thing, right? Yeah, must be. So I... <laughs> I thought to myself, hmm, my van has never made that sound before. I pulled over, I walked around my van, and I saw a lovely new racetrack 
by by the look of things down the side of my the left hand side of my van so i got back in it and i drove back to the car park luckily the car was still there on my van it was like it's well on both on both vehicles it was um it was very it was very cosmetic there were very deep scratches on both of our vehicles but um it was all cosmetic um yeah, the very expensive looking Mercedes was was still in the in the car park, and uh, I did the honest thing this time, and I waited. I've definitely done some growing up, and um, I have a real thing about lying, but but I'm definitely less likely to omit things now. Sometimes, like back in the day when I was growing up, I just sort of kept my mouth shut, but now I'm I'm happy to own up to stuff. I'm happy to admit I was wrong in certain aspects because. I'm human. I can be a dick. Everybody can. Um, but I try my best to acknowledge it. And this time, I acknowledged it. Well, no, I wasn't a dick. It was an it, it was an accident. And um, yeah, the uh, the woman whose car it was came back out after about twenty minutes with not much stuff. Actually, I don't know what she was doing. Maybe having a big poo. Um, and <laughs> yeah, I waited because I, I wasn't in the possession of either a piece of paper or a writing instrument. So I, yeah, I went old school and I, I owned up in person. She wasn't happy about it. Uh, she came back out and I saw her walk over to the car and then I went, hello, sorry, that was me, oopsie. So yeah, she she wasn't happy at all, but she didn't she didn't bite my head off about it either. So that was, I'll take it as a win. Um, so it's all gone through insurance and um, it's all sorted. And luckily, past me, was smart, and protected my no claims bonus. Yeah, for those who don't know what a no claims bonus is, um. Well, it's exactly what it says in the tin, really. For every year that you don't have some kind of boo-boo with your vehicle, you get a bit of a discount on your insurance premium for the next year for being a good driver and also being able to avoid other idiots on the road. If you ever want to get some, like, stress out, Go watch uh, compilations of British road rage. If you're anything like me, you'll have a wonderful time and vicariously get some some anger out. <laughs> it's so good because it's so like I don't know if it'll be the same if you're not British, but there's a very specific way that British people have road rage, and it's not even like road rage at other pe other drivers directly it's just it's just there's just certain things that british people say when say someone cuts them up in traffic it's just it's quite universal for brits i think so um yeah go check them out they're very fun because i'm not i i am absolutely not an endorser of like shouting at people so they can hear you but if you're in your car and you go oh you twat then Totally. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you? Um, where was I? 
yeah, protecting my no claims bonus because I have quite a few years saved up and um, yeah, so my insurance won't skyrocket if I, well, now that I have got into a crash. So here we are, smart boy. Insurance is a bit of a ripoff sometimes, but today I am sitting pretty. So the moral of this story is don't rush yourselves. Don't turn a proverbial big hunk of metal before checking your angles. And that is my lesson for the day. There's probably going to be more, but that's the first lesson of the day. Now, if you haven't listened to Cast before, how it works is I, me, myself, and I use a random word generator to generate five random words and then talk about them, talk about whatever comes to mind, happy, sad, passionate, or funny. I just try and be as honest as I can, as natural as I can. And I do it all in the name of helping you to chill out a bit if you need to with whatever you're doing. I do recommend this podcast while driving (laughs) if you need to not rush so much and you need to take a breather. Putting my voice on has said to have uh, calmed a few people down. So... I am here to help you on a drive, or in the evening, or in the morning, while you're eating your Cheerios, hopefully out of a bowl, and not a saucepan. But yeah, five random words while you do what you do. And the first word of today is... Nick. Nick. I have a good friend. His name is Nick. It's not his nickname, but his name is Nick. His nickname was Nick Lovin. (laughs) I'm glad he doesn't listen to the podcast because he hated that name. Nick Lovin. Like McLovin uh, from Superbad. Nick Lovin. Because he he can't... He wasn't. He wasn't even the McLovin of our group. I I think that's what made it so funny. Um, But yeah, nicknames is, is what comes to mind. And actually, I heard a very good one recently i hope i'm all right to tell this story it's not a story concerning me but in it does involve the 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 peak of linguistic creativity and i would like to share it with you so i'm going to um so we all have names right sounds that people make to refer to us or to get our attention What's in a name, really? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell just as sweet. As old Willie Shakes wrote, Willie Shakes! <laughs> Willie Shakes! How have I never... How have I never heard Willie Shakes before? That was supposed to be a perfectly innocent abbreviation in my head, but Willie Shakes is what came out. Do you reckon he was called that by bullies at school? I feel bad now. That's not why I intended. I'm, I'm sorry. Billy Shakes. Let's go with Billy Shakes. That's better. Actually, well, speaking of unfortunate nicknames, that's exactly what this story is about. It's not even really a story. It's just funny. So I have a friend, 
uh, and he has a friend who is called Mark. Mark is a woman, uh, but Mark isn't trans. Mark just isn't their actual name. The birth name is Lydia. You may be asking, how did this strange happenstance occur? How did one ever get from Lydia to Mark? Let me elucidate you. Lydia often gets shortened to Lids. I know a couple of Lydia's. The furthest we've ever gone is Lids in terms of nicknames. Uh, so that's not really much of a reach. But Lid, th th this wasn't this wasn't creatively enough for my for my friend's friend. Uh, Lids rhymes with skids. So Lydia went to Lids, which went to Skids, which went backwards to Skidia. And then Skids also went forwards because I don't know if you know this, but Skids is also an abbreviation for Skid Marks. And for those who don't know, Skid Marks are not just those tire tracks that are left on the road from a car after it breaks very sharply. It's also the name for the little bit of poo that is left in your undies if you don't wipe quite well enough. So Lydia went from Lydia to Lids to Skids to Skid Marks to Mark. <laughs> now I think this is very creative. Clearly, so did he. I think. I, I think this is a skill that could be used clearly for very nefarious purposes, like bullying. So I was. I was a little hesitant to use that example in case it gave anyone ideas. But I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you're not the sort of person that is going to go out and bully people and treat them that poorly. If you are, you need to check yourself real quick because if you're feeling the need to bully people and put other people down, then there's going to be something going on inside you that needs attending to. And if you don't get it sorted, that poison is going to erode you away pretty harshly over time. But for those people who can appreciate art when they see it, I have this idea now for a little brain teaser that I think it could go in the back of a magazine somewhere where you have, you know, right next to the crossword, you have two words that are seemingly unlinked in any way, in any way, in any way like Lydia and Mark, and you have to figure out the steps of how to get from one to the other. Because when my friend told me, oh, so Mark, her real name is Lydia, even my brain, which I don't know if you've noticed is usually quite good at making random connections, had a real buffering moment. And I just thought, how? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to think of one now and I'm going to give you a little bit of time to figure it out before I tell you the answer. 
In fact, no, I'm not. I'm going to tell you at the end. No, I'm not. I'm going to tell you in a minute because I'll tell you why. Because this is a relaxing podcast. And if you're anything like me and you have to wait till the end of the podcast, you'll just be sat there or lying there or standing there thinking about what this link is and getting more and more frustrated if you can't figure it out. So I'll give it to you in a second. This may well already be a game that exists already, but who knows? I am going to do it now. Okay, now I've got to use my brain a little bit more. Um... Okay, so the words are... I'm, I'm not going to make this a ridiculously hard one. The words are... Sofa... And... Good. Sofa... And good. I'll give you a little bit of time to figure it out. I'm going to drink some water. Oh dear, my coaster just fell. My coaster has an elephant on it. It's very cute. My chair also needs some WD-40. Have you got it? Have you figured it out? Sofa and good? I am going to tell you. So there's not that many degrees of separation with this. I didn't want to make it too challenging. Because uh, this is not the type of podcast where you have to use your head. We have sofa, so far, so far, so good. Sofa, so far, so far, so good. And I realized when, when I thought of this that one extra step could have upped the difficulty so much with that. Like, say it was grief. Say I, say I did sofa and grief. And you had to go sofa, so far, so far, so good, good grief. Like, I could have put anything there. And it would have made it a lot harder. But I didn't. Because I'm a kind person. Anyway, I think that's a really fun game. And if I come up with any more, I will send them your way. Sound good? Good. Good gravy is the next word. <laughs> good gravy. I love gravy. Is gravy a sauce? I guess it's technically a sauce, right? I don't know what else you would call it. A marinade, perhaps? No, no, not a marinade. Definitely not. Chatting absolute rubbish. But it doesn't matter, because gravy is amazing. And that's all that matters. Yeah. I once, as a prank... I, I don't know why I thought this was disgusting, because it's really not that bad. In fact, I'd probably quite like it if it was done to me. But one April Fool's Day, back when I celebrated... April Fools, that is. Now that I'm grown up, I only celebrate the serious holidays, like Pancake Day, and... No, that's about it, Pancake Day. It's the only serious holiday there is. 
but, but anyway, when I was a a young wee boy, and it was April Fool's Day, and I decided to play a prank on me mum. Where did uh, where did April Fool's Day come from? That's an interesting question. April Fool's Day. Origin. Talk amongst yourself. Talk to yourself. That's what I do. April Fool's Day origin. Uh, Britannica. Uh, give away all my data. Um, April Fool's Day, also called All Fool's Day. In most countries, uh, the first day of April, it received its name from the custom of playing practical jokes on this day. For example, telling their friends that their shoelaces are untied. <laughs> or sending them on so-called fool's errands. <laughs> Although the day has been observed for centuries, its true origins are unknown and effectively unknowable. Hmm... Well, thanks for clearing that up. We have no idea. Well, one a any when one rainy April Fool's morning, uh, what I did was pretend to be a good son. I woke up early, pretended that I was going to make my mum a nice cup of tea. But being the dastardly spawn that I was didn't actually make my mother a cup of tea. Oh, 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 no. Instead, I made her a cup of gravy. <laughs> Milk and sugar? No, granules and herbs. <laughs> she got so pranked, bro, I got her good. <laughs> Turns out she was actually allergic to gravy and ended up in the hospital. Uh, no, she didn't. I just said that for dramatic effect. No, uh, no, in reality, she actually just called me a little shit, and we carried on with our days. But it was fun. I wasn't that much of an asshole when I was younger. Um, I don't know how many of you know about KFC gravy, but it took me way too long to find out about it. I actually found out about it through an episode of South Park, and I also realized when I had it, that it was the most delicious gravy I'd ever had in my life. But I don't know if that's because the gravy was that good or if it was because it took on the role of one of those foods from a cartoon that you really wanted to try as a kid, you know, the fictional foods. You know what I mean? Every kid, I swear, had at least one of those fictional foods that they wanted to try. I mean, I, I guess it didn't actually technically have to be from a cartoon, just something fictional. So, for example, I really wanted to try the chocolate cake that Bruce Bogtrotter has to eat in Matilda um, as a punishment. I genuinely considered being a real rebel for a while and, you know, doing worse things than making cups of gravy because I thought it would get, it would get me cake. Like, that was a valid punishment. Um... What else? I also really liked the idea of moon cheese, uh, specifically the the moon cheese 
that they had in Wallace and Gromit, the original Wallace and Gromit cartoon, A Grand Day Out, where they go, they just go to the moon for a day just because they like the cheese that's there. Um, jawbreakers from Ed, Ed and Eddie. Uh, just the massive jawbreakers that they shove in their mouth and they just like make their cheeks swell up to the size of like, I don't know, bowling balls. Physics doesn't matter in that show. Um, and weirdly, also, the watermelon that the dodos are mad about in Ice Age. That's a bit more niche, that one. But, like, I don't even like watermelon. I wish I liked watermelon. Because the people that like watermelon really like watermelon. But, alas, I do not. But yeah, even even though I don't like it, the fact that those dodos are going mad over the last watermelon because they're they're trying to stockpile it for the ice age with three watermelons and they they'd already lost two of them. <laughs> so they have this one watermelon left for like two hundred dodos, and yeah, they're all like the last melon. Mm, and it made me really want the melon. I think it's the desperation that got me by by context. I think I would definitely end up going extinct if I'm wanting what dodos want. Also, that's what an interesting name. Dodo. Dodo. Dodo, dodo, dodo. Do a deer, a female deer, ray a drop of golden sun. Oh, hang on. What? The dodo... Get ready for this. The dodo is one of the most famous examples of human-induced extinction, according to Britannica.com. Wait. So apparently, the dodo was only discovered in 1507. Not a fossil of... The dodo, the actual dodo. What? I thought they went out with the dinosaurs. I thought dodos were like these prehistoric birds. What is happening to my reality? It's said that the birds had no natural predators and were unafraid of humans. Oh no. Oh, how wrong you were. Oh, how wrong you were. So when humans came to Mauritius, which is the dodo's native land, humans, being humans, killed them for food. And the animals that the humans brought with them, they ate the eggs that the dodos would lay, quickly decimating the population. The last dodo was killed in 1681. And here's me thinking it was millions of years ago as I'm sure some of you did too. Unless I really am just that stupid. See, this is what I get for not critically thinking and just getting my information from children's films. <laughs> this podcast is crazy, man. I managed to get from <laughs> gravy to the extinction of dodos <laughs> in, in just a hop, skip and a jump. Oh, man. I should stop being surprised at this point, really. Good gravy. 
That's such a better saying than the rest of them. Good gravy. Good God? Nah. Good gravy, baby. It's all gravy. It's all... I haven't said that in ages. It's all gravy, baby. It's all gravy, baby. Don't worry. It's all gravy, baby. Uh, apparently, um, it's all gravy came from like way back in the day where gravy was seen as a luxury during times of hardship. Life itself and all like the, the basic stuff was seen as the meat and potatoes of the dish and the gravy was all like the nice little things that come with it. The nice little luxuries. Um, but when you say it's all gravy, then it's all good. It's, it's all part of it. The whole thing is gravy. Just one big helping of gravy. Mm. Gravy is like a positive attitude to have over it. Not a toxically positive attitude. Like it's not a really strong gravy that's a bit overpowering, you know. Like a really overly positive attitude is a bit overpowering and a bit much. But it's all gravy. It's fine. It's fine. And it's all going to be. It is all going to be fine. The next word is fixed. I think um, I think oftentimes, well, I know I know this is the case with myself, and maybe you can relate. Um, I spend a lot of my time tricking myself into thinking a lot of my mindsets are fixed. They're not. They're not. I know they're not. But there's a part of my brain that goes. You're going to feel like this forever now. This is never going to change. You are stuck like this. And I, I think I'm, I'm saying this because I want you to know if you feel like that, you're not alone at all. You're really not. I don't know how many people do feel like this, but I'm, I'm sure it's more than you think. And I am one of them. Um, I've learned to just trust that providing I, I keep doing stuff and going in what I believe is the right direction and a forward direction, somehow at some point I, I will just end up proving to myself that that thought process and that mindset isn't the truth. I don't even really like calling it a thought process because it doesn't even really process. It's just kind of there going, it's all wrong. It's all going wrong. Everything is going to break. Which is ironic because I think it's a fixed mindset. But I think everything's going to break. Haha, -ha, get it? It's a joke. So I guess the instead of trying to fix the fixed mindset, English language, love it. You just have to keep doing stuff to prove it otherwise. Not even specific stuff a lot of the time, just stuff in the general direction of forward, like I said, and even sideways sometimes. And I found with me at least, it's usually the most random detail of some activity that I'm doing that will trigger another thought process that is a lot healthier. And that has happened to me so many times now that I just, I kind of have to be kind to that part of me that is locked in place or thinks it's locked in place for that time so they can jiggle loose and move forward with me 
Some things really do need fixing though. I have a broken pipe outside my flat, which it turns out is asbestos. So <laughs> I think that might need a little more than a positive mindset and random actions. It needs, you know, attending to quite specifically. I think it's getting sorted. I hope so anyway. If you guys notice my voice sounding a little more hoarse than usual at any point, please do let me know. I literally just coughed after that sentence. Oh God. If you if you don't know what asbestos is, it's a material that was used a lot in the 80s during construction work of buildings and plumbing. Um well technically it's like a, it's like a fibrous mineral. Um with lots of yeah, a fibrous mineral means it has lots of little fibers. I was gonna mansplain fibrous mi minerals then. Um and it was also used for a lot of insulation in buildings and stuff as well. And um, the problem was that they found that on its own, in its like solid state, it's kind of it's pretty much okay. But if it cracks or breaks, and the fibers are released into the atmosphere and become airborne and gets into one's lungs, it can cause some not so nice effects like death so as mine is cracked i'm gonna get something done about that toot sweet i think gonna get that fixed it's still kind of fine i don't i don't know how bad it actually is but and it's also still fine in a lot of things where it's all sealed and contained. Like I think it's used in brakes of cars, um, but not ones that are built today. I think it was I think it was banned at the turn of the century for building. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Bad, bad fibers are bad. Um, don't have a fixed mindset. Let it, we are fluctuating beings. Everything changes. We are like oceans. Oceans have waves. Oceans have peaks and troughs. Nothing in nature is fixed. Except Captain Jack Harkness. Uh, from Torchwood. And Doctor Who. Apart from that. We are all in a constant state of flux. So. Don't worry about it. This too shall pass. Okay. We move on to. Handy. Handy, 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 handy. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I'm a hoarder. I just think lots of things will come in handy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I, I'm not a hoarder, hoarder, but yeah, I just think, yeah, I might need that. I might need that at some point, and it's happened like too many times where I've gotten rid of stuff thinking I'm not going to need it, and. I've just needed it. Oh, what happened? That literally happened yesterday. What did I throw away? And I was like, damn, could have used that. What was it? Oh, I can't remember. But yeah, it keeps happening. Am I just in denial? I think I'm just in denial. No, I've gotten better. I have gotten better. Well, I'm I'm getting better. I'm in recovery. America, yeah. Since moving into this new place that has now way more storage in here uh my plan is to definitely not just leave all of my stuff that i've collected in that storage and not thrown away over the years in the many cupboard cupboards 
I have around now. It's like a weird rehab that I'm in. But I've actually, you know, I, I've dedicated a room to just sorting through stuff instead of just leaving it in there now. That's progress, right? But I'm, I'm, I'm going to follow the main piece of advice I've tried to give myself and others over the years. And I, I genuinely think this is one of the best ways to approach life. And that is to break it down. Not in a not in a hip and cool dance kind of way. Break it down now. However, I do strongly encourage that kind of behavior as well. Um but if you if you have a lot of stuff that seems overwhelming, whether it's schoolwork or normal work or getting rid of stuff or just a lot of stuff to do in a day or a week, breaking it down into way smaller chunks can make all the difference. And it goes back to that thing I was talking about earlier of um, just letting your mind know that it's it's not as crazy and overwhelming as it seems, and you have time, and you ha you absolutely are capable of getting through this all, and it's not a fixed mindset, until you do actually override that part of you that's going, ah, oh, look at this gigantic ball of fuck that I just have to deal with, by going, no, 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 it's actually, it's just lots of little fucks then you may end up stuck in the same pattern over and over again. And that definitely doesn't have to be the case. Coming from someone who really hates writing stuff down, you should really write stuff down. Because god damn, does it help. It makes it tangible. It makes it a thing. Things existing in our heads just aren't things most of the time. Like with intrusive thoughts, right? I know this may happen to some people, but for the majority of the time, the strong majority of the time, intrusive thoughts don't often translate to the page. They tend to stay up there. And don't get me wrong, I have definitely written, you're a fucking idiot, down on a page a fair few times, but it's a hell of a lot less than how much it's written on the walls of my mind. In fact, it's not even really written. It's like your mind gets a bit hot and stressed and the windows of your mind start steaming up and the intrusive thoughts are like the annoying kid who draws a cock in the condensation. And you know he's only doing it for attention. So you have to acknowledge it and go, yes, yes, well done. I see your phallic drawing. Very good. And then... You wipe it off. Or you open the window. I don't know. Whatever works for you. But just write stuff down. Okay? I'm going to finish off today's episode by continuing down this path of positive mental health and self-care. Didn't think it was going to be that kind of episode, but we're here. I think I'm in the, I think I'm in the mood for it. I, I met up with a friend last night from school. Um, like school school and she said to me that I seem a lot calmer and a lot more at peace as a person 
which is nice coming from someone who knew me at school and knew how troubled I was and how unstable I was and um yeah it was it was nice to hear not that external validation is the key but it's it, you know that was a nice little gem coming from someone who didn't have to say it um and a good bit of uh evidence that I'm moving in the right direction so yeah um going to carry on with that kind of thing towards the end because the last word is lumpy and I was sort of half wondering what to do with lumpy and I know how I'm going to do it I know how I'm going to talk about it because when I saw lumpy all I thought was lumpy mashed potato and I I know exactly how to spin lumpy mashed potato into a life lesson lesson you just watch me Lumpy mashed potato, right? Who likes it? Nobody. If you do, you're not included in this. You're irrelevant. Go home. I'm kidding. You're appreciated. You're valid. You're loved. But most people would agree that although lumpy mash ain't great, it's all right. It's, it's, it's fine. But the majority of the time, smooth. Creamy mashed potato is better by far. But what makes mashed potato creamy? More mashing. Maybe even whisking to get that shit real fluffy. God damn. And what does more mashing require? More effort. Gotta get in there real deep if you want that creamy smooth goodness. You know what I'm saying? And... Do you know what? I started thinking about this a while ago. I thought, does everything apply to this? Does does everything to be really good and to give you peace of mind require effort? What about just relaxing? Does that require effort and hard work? And my answer to this, I think, is kind of, yeah. But it it depends who you are. I'm happy to be proven wrong on this. But I don't think you can be totally relaxed with distractions. Um, I think being relaxed means being totally at peace in the moment. Whether the moment in itself is, is relaxing, so you're sitting in a field by a sunset, or you're in a sweaty kitchen where the, everyone's trying to cook. Um and everything's going wrong, you internally can stay relaxed and peaceful with nothing grabbing you and pulling you away. You can kind of be relaxed in a sense that like you're not stressed about anything, but unless you have a decent grip on your mind and teach it how to keep itself there and present and very accepting, I don't think you can be fully relaxed. I may be going too far into that, um, but something in me feels like that's true. And look, you know, all of this is is not really that deep. This is not me saying that, oh, you have to do all this and you have to make all this effort and you have to go really hard, otherwise life sucks. It doesn't. It's fine. It's fine. I, do, I don't want to pathologize positive mental health because a lot of people do it. And I know I've done it. 
when I went too deep with it in my own life. And the last thing I want to do is become one of those people that does um, again for other people. All I'm really saying is that if you choose the easy option over the adversity and the effort every time, there's a high chance that you'll end up missing out on some of the really fulfilling fruits of life's labor. Hardship and effort teaches you to notice the little things and it gives life depth and layers. And to me, that feels like a decent path to take. And with that, I'm going to leave you I need to go and fix my smoke alarms because I was cooking last night and they started freaking out and would not calm down when I tried to stop them. Just press the button. Yeah, I did that. Didn't stop them, so I had to rip them out of the ceiling. Uh, so I'm going to go give them a therapy session now uh, and I hope you are feeling more chilled. Firstly, than my smoke alarms, and secondly, a bit more chilled than you were when we first started. Sorry, it's been a minute. I've just been settling in, trying to get everything sorted, and I'm here now. I'm also, in total honesty, I'm, I'm trying to have some fun this summer. I'm trying to do very spontaneous things and um a couple of times that has left me putting a pin in the podcast because you know there's festivals and stuff and I'm just I'm trying to have a social life I haven't had a social life for a very long time and um you know I'm leaning back into being able to do that and to do that I kind of have to have a bit of momentum I think I think that's how I work um, but with doing that, the more and more I did that, the more I was like in the back of my mind, I miss just talking. I miss just like talking to myself and a load of really cool people for the best part of an hour. So I'm going to go do that. So here I am doing that again. It's nice to catch up with you. I hope you've been well. I hope you're doing okay. I'm going to have a little bit more of a hot girl summer and then stuff will be more consistent. But don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. Oh, I need to put my mayonnaise back in the fridge. All right, take care of yourself. Um, please be kind to yourself as well. And I will speak to you soon. Okay. Bye. <laughs>